Good morning, Vietnam. Welcome back to Hop the Props, Season 3, Episode 2. Chuck, how are we this morning, this afternoon, whatever you want to call it? Good good afternoon, Seth. It's, it's Friday afternoon. We're almost to a weekend of, of football. Like what back again. Um, apologies to the Instagram followers. I promised an episode dropping, I believe, Wednesday night. We're doing this recording Friday afternoon, so a little delayed, but hopefully you can still be listening and get some some bets in for this weekend. Yeah, we're gonna make this one pretty short so you can, you know, listen to it quickly today. Um, or even tomorrow morning before the, the college games start. So let's let's get right into it. Chuck, first play of the weekend. What do we like? You know what? I'm going to start with the Jagerbomb. Oh, uh, I like it. We, I, we a, usually end with it, but I like starting with it. We had a successful week last week. We bet Miami plus – or Michigan State plus six against Miami. And we're going we're gonna to stick in that plus six range this week, Seth. Um, I think that's the bread and butter, not kind of a big, big dog, but not too big that it's reasonable that they might pull out that wins. So you can even throw a little, little money line play. I'm going to go to where game day is going. Soldier Field, home of my Chicago Bears. Notre Dame at Wisconsin. I'm taking Notre Dame plus six and a half. Both teams have looked kind of shaky this year. Uh, Notre Dame almost lost to Florida State week one. Wisconsin lost to Penn State week one. Um, Jack Cohn playing his former team. He actually played at Wisconsin. Um, was like 12-6, and six, I think, as a starter there the last two years. Um, so I think he's going to come out super motivated for this game. And I think Notre Dame's a little bit more accustomed to the big stage than Wisconsin is. Like, And this is a big stage. I mean, they're playing in an NFL stadium. Game day's there. And then people are going to be excited, hyped up for it. And I think Notre Dame's just getting too many points. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that and just assume it's going to be a close kind of field goal game. I could see either team winning just because Wisconsin is solid on defense. Notre Dame's pretty young on the offensive line, so I've heard. Um, so that, that, that could be a, a battle to watch there, Wisconsin's front against um, Notre Dame's front. But I think it's close enough that Notre Dame at least covers. And I could, I could see them winning on the, on the big stage and Jack Cohn gets some revenge on his former team. You know, Chuck, I like that as well. In fact, I like Notre Dame just winning straight up. Take him, take a money line at plus one ninety. I'm sure you can get him at plus two hundred in some books. Um, but here, here's here's why I'm saying that. Graham Mertz, quarterback Wisconsin, has not thrown a touchdown pass in his first two games. In fact, he has two interceptions, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. If you remember last year, Wisconsin started really hot. Everyone was on Wisconsin. Mertz was like, I think he threw for like five touchdown passes a week one, and then four in week two, and no picks. And then they went into Big Ten conference play and played actually good teams. Yep. And my man could not throw the ball. They were shut down against Northwestern last year. If you remember, it was like a 14-7 game they lost. And he really did not do much after those two weeks. So I think people are still a little bit hyped up on Wisconsin from a year ago. When that's just not the team that they are. So I'm with you. I'm going to roll with Notre Dame. Cone, Cone airs it out. So I can, I'm not sure how successful he'll be against Wisconsin's defense because it is very good. But I think you're right with playing against his old team he's got some he's got some energies he's he's ready to go so i'm saying i'm gonna roll notre dame money line chuck i'm going extreme jagerbaum let's see if the jagerbaum can go two and oh baby that would be a great that'd be that'd be electric all right absolutely saturday what's what's up first for you saturday i'm uh i'm betting the team that you bet last week for the jagerbaum we got michigan state against nebraska michigan state's at home Favored only by five points. Now, here's my thought process for this. Michigan State, 3-0. They've played Miami, Youngstown State, Northwestern. 
None of those games have been within two touchdowns. Nebraska is not good. I bet Nebraska's under for the year. They lost to Illinois. They beat Fordham, beat Buffalo, and actually played pretty good against Oklahoma. But I think it all, I think it ends here, and I think they get completely blown out. They're three and one against the spread, so I think Vegas is giving them a little bit too much credit. I think they lose minimally by a touchdown. I think this is an easy cash, just betting it straight up. Don't parlay it with anything because I don't want anything to ruin it. I'm just throwing it probably three, four units on this bet in particular. I think this is the bet of the weekend for me. I, I definitely like that too. I get a little weary um, betting, take you know, laying points in, in these conference games. But, I mean, you bring up a good point. Nebraska might have gotten, like, they played Oklahoma pretty close, and that's probably why they're 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 getting um, the spread's not so big on this game. So maybe that's why Vegas has given them a little bit too much credit. And I mean, Nebraska probably got pretty hyped up for that Oklahoma game, and it's probably going to be hard for them to carry that same energy over into Michigan State. Is is kind of my thought process there. They got really hyped up, then you know took a tough loss to Oklahoma, and now it's just kind of okay. We're back in conference play, and then they you know they just come out sleepwalking, and Michigan State, who has looked great this year, um, absolutely obliterated Miami. So um, I yeah, would Michi- I'm willing to lay those points. Michigan State has given me no reason to doubt them, and even if Nebraska plays exactly how they played against Oklahoma, they still lost by seven. Yeah. So that would still cover this spread. Right. So I'm rolling with that. Okay. Sticking with it, throwing three units, maybe four. We'll see how we're feeling. But Chuck, what do we got for a second play from you? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick in the Big Ten with you. Um, another team that's looked pretty good. You got Michigan State coming out three and zero. Michigan has also come out three and zero. I'm not super high on Michigan this year. I think they're getting a little too much hype. It's like, oh, Michigan's back. It's like, no, are they? Um, <laughs> Cade McNamara is their quarterback. He could, they're they're calling him the best quarterback that John Harbaugh has had, and I'm just like, I, I don't. I think they say that every time, right? They say that, that this is the same story, same same narrative we hear every year um, when Michigan beats a couple teams. What I mean, they beat Washington and Western Michigan. Who they? I don't even know who they beat last week, uh, but not super impressive so far. They're playing Rutgers this week, who is also three and zero. So Rutgers is coming out um, playing well. So the Big Ten's looking. With Penn State, too. I mean, the Big Ten's looking looking strong this year. Um, and Michigan's favored by 20 and a half. Now, Michigan is the home team, but I think that number's just a little bit too high. I, could, I can see Rutgers putting up enough points to just hang close with Michigan. I obviously don't love Rutgers to win, but, but 20 and a half seemed just shocking to me for, uh, for Michigan. I thought they are getting way too much credit there. Now, Rutgers is without their top two corners, um, so that, that's probably the reason for this, for this line. But again... If Michigan puts up a lot of points, I'm just kind of banking on the fact that Rutgers can put up a lot of points and hang with them enough that they can cover that 20-and-a-half number. I like that. Rutgers has been a little sneaky. If you remember, I think Rutgers beat Michigan last year, didn't they? They beat somebody. They've, they've been playing. It went, to like double, it went to double overtime. or It was some overtime game. Really good game. Um, I remember watching. I just forget who wins. But I like that as well. I, I think, again, Michigan – they every they're like Texas. They get everybody hyped up. They're like, oh yeah, they're back, and then they have a letdown game, a big letdown game, and it brings everybody back. Now, is this that letdown game? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. But I think Rutgers can hold their own enough to where they don't get completely blown out if they do. If this is not a letdown spot for Michigan. Yeah, that's that's one thing, and I think that number is just a little a little too high. So you just gotta yeah. you gotta take take what Vegas gives you sometimes. 
Yeah, you know what? I might I might even just tease it up to twenty one and a half. Yeah, cover um, just cover the three the three touchdowns there, so you don't get burned on like a back door or something. Um, but I mean, the other thing about when you bet those spreads and you bet the underdog, like taking Rutgers here, um, Michigan's not going to try to score like if they're up by three touchdowns or four touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Rutgers is going to try to score, so you can always get that backdoor cover, which will help. That's why that's why I always get nervous betting those like the favorites by that much because you never know like. When they're putting the subs in the fourth quarter, yeah, I mean, but we, the other we saw that with Georgia last week. We didn't, we didn't quite hit on that just because they won by twenty-seven. You know, that was, yeah, that was a bad. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. So, all right, well, move, moving on from that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take us to the uh, to the SEC. Uh, great conference here. It was our boys? We got, we got a couple, couple teams that we call our boys. We got Cincinnati. Um, we had Indiana last year, but we kind of dropped them. Um, and we're replacing them with the Razorbacks, oh, baby. My Razorbacks. I started that bandwagon, baby. <laughs> Go back. This this team. Hey, they're up to 16th in the nation now. After this that, is the game of the week. Big, this is the game of the week. I love this game. I'm excited for this game. That place is going to be rocking. I w- I kind of wish I was there. Kind of wish I was there. They're but at yeah. Jerry's World. They're in Dallas. Are they? I didn't yeah. even know. Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. That's awesome. Thoughts. It's going to be pretty wild. All right. Well, in that case, we got Arkansas versus Texas A and M. A and M's favored by five and a half. I like. I love Arkansas to cover it, and I like Arkansas to win. I don't have a Jaeger bomb, but that's my Jaeger bomb. Yeah. Is Arkansas wins this game against A and M? A and M's offense has not looked very good. They played Colorado at Colorado and put up ten points. Colorado is not good. Yeah. They like they're bad. And then they only, only, only put up 34 against New Mexico. I mean, their defense is good, but I, I think Arkansas is playing with a little bit more passion, a little more fire after that big win against Texas. I think they're going to start rolling a little bit. Watch out for the Razorbacks. Definitely like a cover. And you might want to sprinkle a little cash on the money line there. I uh, love that. Not going to argue with the Razorbacks take. Um, A&M, you're right, has looked a little, little weak. I know they lost their quarterback in that Colorado game, so I'm not sure his – their starting quarterback, his status for this one. But I did watch Arkansas against Texas, and I, I really loved what I saw. Their quarterback, K.J. Jefferson, um, I'm not going to call him Cam Newton, obviously, because Cam Newton was sick. But, you know, he brings that element of just physicality. Arkansas is a physical football team. They like to run the ball with K.J. Jefferson, with their running backs, and just kind of punch you in the gut and pound you. Um, if, if, if they got a lot of third and twos, fourth and ones, if they can get themselves in that situation, I'd like them to, to win that battle against Texas A&M's strong defense. Um, so I think I think it will be a close game, which which makes me obviously love the points and the underdogs just in general. I mean, I mean I know I've I've picked two underdogs. You just picked one right there. The underdogs in general this year have been have been pretty strong overall. I don't know the exact numbers, but college football has been this has been the year of underdogs so far. Yeah, I think I think it has to do with the fans. I think you mentioned this uh, in the previous pod having the fans back. Uh, underdogs playing at home with all their fans. It, it's a little. Uh, it gives them an extra boost of energy after playing a season with no fans. So I think that that might have something to do with it yeah. there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also like Texas a and I'm not in love with their offense. And it's more of like, I'm not sure if they can outscore Arkansas. Because I think Ar- Arkansas will be able to put up points. But it's just a matter of will they be able to catch up. So not high on AM. Love the Razorbacks. My Jaegerbaum. Arkansas plus that path. That's a fun game too. We're picking some of the best games this week. Um, with yeah, the, I like that. Well, this will be an entertaining weekend for sure with the Notre Dame and the Arkansas game. 
Um, yep. So I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up. My final pick. I'm not. You know, I, I led with my Jaeger bomb and my my second most favorite. So this is definitely the the least favorite of my picks this week. Um, but I'm I'm I hate to do it because it it could cause me pain, could come back to bite me. But I'm I'm going with my my alma mater, the Clemson Tigers, um, minus ten at NC State. So a couple reasons for this. I think we get back on track. I just I just think that Georgia Tech game coming in to to Clemson and almost beating us, um, us being the Tigers. I speak as if I'm on the football team myself. Um, <laughs> but I think I think Clemson just comes back. This is this is too well coached of a team and too many talented people on this team to keep losing by single digits to ACC teams. I just think that that's not going to happen anymore. So, you know, obviously Clemson hasn't looked good offensively, and that's why the spread is only 10. Um, so I think I think you're just getting good value. Like, you're never going to see Clemson favored by this little against an ACC opponent, whether it's home or away. I know they have to go to NC State, which is tough, and that's their first true road game of the season since uh, week one was in Charlotte, and they've been at home uh, twice since then. But, I, you know, I haven't seen a lot at NC State. They haven't played too many good teams. Their one good team, a Power 5 opponent, was Mississippi State, where they lost 24-10. to 10. And I think that, that can be a very similar situation. We could see another kind of 24-10 to 10 type of game um, here for NC State versus Clemson. I think Clemson's offense gets it together a little bit. And just keep in mind that Clemson's defense, kind of an overlooked facet of this, they haven't given up an offensive touchdown this year. So, you know, I know the offense hasn't looked good, and we're – barely beating teams and losing 10 to 3 and winning 14 to 8 but I think the offense gets it together enough to cover a 10 point spread and I don't think NC State can score to to keep up um, just because that Clemson defense has been dominant so far this year so I'm gonna take Clemson minus 10 yeah I don't I don't love it don't hate it I'm kind of neutral on it um you know Clemson football way more than I do so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let you roll with that one and uh, see how it plays out I'm nervous, man. Uh, Clemson's playing so bad that every usually, you know, ACC is a cakewalk, and I don't have to sweat out any games. But now I'm going to be paying close attention to every game Clemson plays because every game feels like it could be close. But I just don't think this one will be that close. I don't think it'll be single digits close. Okay, no, it won't be sweating too hard. Maybe a light drop on the brow. That's, that's one. I'm maybe I'm just betting this out of optimism, but we'll, hey, we'll that's fine. We like we like that sort of optimism every once in a while. You got some strategic ones, and then some just optimism. Right. That's fine. Uh, you got anything more for college football, or are you switching to NFL? No, man. Let's move it to the pros. All right. Uh, you want to lead off here? Yeah, I'm going to lead off with uh, what I think is uh, my best bet of the week. It's not a spread. It's an over. And it is, in fact, the over of the Washington football team and the Buffalo Bills. Now, the Buffalo Bills... Week one against the Steelers didn't really. I bet them. I bet them heavy. Didn't really perform well. Um, little little depressed in their performance. But then they come out last week and just destroy the Dolphins thirty five zero. Now Washington, you got Tyler Henneke, big fan, love the man. Put up a nice game winning drive against the Giants, but they did give up twenty nine points to the New York Giants, who are not good. Their offense is lacking. Saquon, I mean, other than. He hasn't been able to do much because Daniel Jones hasn't done much. Daniel Jones is a fumble machine, turnover machine. Their offense is lacking, and they still put up 29 points. I think the Bills are rolling right now, and I think Washington will be able to put up enough points because the Bills' defense is also not their strong point. 
The over sitting at forty five and a half right now, and I think this. I think one of these teams at least touches. The, I think the Bills touch the thirties. I think this game is ends up being like a thirty one to seventeen, thirty one to twenty game, and that over is going to cash very easily. I'm not touching the spread just because I'm afraid of a backdoor touchdown coming from Washington. Um, but I love the over at forty five and a half. I think you got to slam that early. Yeah, I think Washington's defense is getting a little too much credit still from Vegas. We, I think we came into this year thinking, oh, Washington's got a chance to win the division. They got Fitzmagic coming in. This defense is sick. They almost beat the Bucks last year in the playoffs. Um, I, I, it just hasn't looked good so far. Um, Justin Herbert week one against them was like 14 for 19 on third down, so they could not get the Chargers off the field. And then they just kind of got they got a little torched by Daniel Jones and the Giants. Um, the Giants just never a good thing when you get torched by Daniel Jones. Yeah, that's a, never. That was a tough scene. Uh, they probably should have lost that game actually, which is going to bring me into my definitely should have lost. Um, so so many reasons for them to lose. So so haven't liked Washington's defense, but I think they're still get, like this. That number when you told me told me it was forty four, uh, I thought that was that was a little low for sure. Because um, I think Washington's getting a little too much credit still from Vegas. But we'll, but we'll see. Um, Daniel Jones was able to run really well on um, on Washington. So keep an eye on Josh Allen, who's also very mobile as a quarterback. Um, I think he could, could make some noise with his legs as well. Maybe maybe check him out as an anytime touchdown scorer. Uh, they like to use him in the red zone, the little read option action. I could see jo- Josh Allen getting a touchdown against Washington this week. I like that too. I like a, I like a just Josh Allen anytime touchdown score. That sounds lovely to me. Got to throw a little little prop action on hop the props. I know the props aren't out yet, so we can't really get to those. But um, I've got a I've got a hot take prop coming up uh, coming up on my next take. But why don't why don't you take Ooh. us uh, right. take us to your first game that you're looking at here? Yeah, I'm excited. So I know I just talked about how Daniel Jones torched the uh, the Washington football team, and that's going to lead me into my take. I'm going to take the Giants minus two and a half this week. Uh, that number started out at three. I, I just saw it at minus two and a half, so I obviously love that. If you don't have to tease it down, that's ideal. Um, they're playing the Falcons. I just I kind of like teams coming off. Again, I'm going to reiterate my point that I just made in the, the earlier segment that the Giants probably should have won on Thursday. Um, they played really well. Dan Jones ran the ball really well, threw the ball really well. And, you know, you can say what you want. Is that, is that the Giants? Is that the Washington football team's defense? Either way. Um, I like the Giants coming off a long week. They played on Thursday night, so they have a little extra time to prepare. And playing the Falcons, the Giants are at home. The Falcons have not looked good this year. Um, I think Matt Ryan's this is this might be his last rodeo. Like he's getting he's getting wrecked out there. Um, their offensive line isn't good. Their defensive line isn't good. Um, now, granted, the Giants aren't great on either sides of the ball either. But but I think I'm willing to take the, the home team with extra time to prepare and Daniel Jones versus Matt Ryan. I kind of like the upside. I think Daniel Jones is, is at right now maybe maybe better, just more more versatile than Matt Ryan. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Giants minus two and a half. I think, I think that's a good play purely because the Falcons defense has been abysmal. They've been so bad, they can't stop anything. I, I think Matt Ryan is better than Daniel Jones. Um, I do. But I just don't. I think if I had to pick a defense, who's gonna who's gonna stop Matt Ryan? Who's gonna stop Daniel Jones? I've got to take the Giants' defense to stop Matt Ryan because the Falcons' defense has just looked absolutely terrible for the first two games, like absolutely garbage. Yeah, and I know they let up forty eight to to the Bucks, but that was there was two pick sixes in there. The, the Falcons should have actually they had yeah, a game with I mean, three, and then Matt Ryan proceeded to 
two pick sixes on consecutive drives. So that was a to the same guy. To the same the that I forget his yeah, name. Yeah, like Mike Richard that, or something like that. Yeah, that Bucks D back has more touchdown catches from Matt Ryan than anybody on the Falcons oh, currently. Oh, tough, tough one. That that hurts. You yeah. do not like to see this that. This is not the Falcons' year. I, I don't think they're gonna they're gonna be very good this year. No, I I completely agree. And I'm gonna seg I'm gonna segue that to a team that's also not gonna be very good this year. Um, kind of an interesting game here. We got the Jets and the Broncos, and I've got two plays here. Both might be a little hot takes, but I'm sticking with them. So we got the over under. This game is 41 and a half. Very low under or very low number, but I'm taking the under anyway. So hear me out. We've got the Jets. They've put up 14 and 6 in back-to-back games, and they're going against a tough Denver defense and a Denver offense that's actually looked pretty good. I'm not saying great, but pretty good. They put up 27-23. None of those games have gone over 42 points, the Jets and the Broncos, like any of their four games. So I like the 41-and-a-half number here because I think Zach Wilson will struggle. I mean, I I don't see the – Jets putting up more than 14 points, realistically. I don't even think they score two touchdowns. I think they maybe get one in a field goal. And I don't see the um, Broncos putting up 30. So I think uh, I think the under 41 here is probably the best play for this game. And honestly, one of the best plays for the week. Which leads me into a player prop, which is kind of a hot take. And you may think that I'm going against what I'm saying by betting this. But I like Zach Wilson over 211 and a half passing yards. And here's, here's my thought process here. The Jets will not be ahead. There's no way they will be ahead all game. Zach Wilson in both of his games, he threw for 210 yards against the Patriots, even though he had four picks, and he threw for 258 against Carolina. I'm thinking that in the first half of this game, he will have under 100 passing yards. He will probably be like 7 for 12 95 yards and a pick. And Denver will be up by 10. Then the Jets are just going to start throwing the ball because they have no running back, and he's going to throw two more picks, but he's still going to throw another 150 yards passing, which will get him to about 250. Plus, if for whatever reason that this turns into a high-scoring game and that under gets blown, then you still have that player prop that'll carry. Because if it's a high-scoring game, he's going to throw for more than 211 yards. There's just no way that they're going to run the ball for that much against the Broncos' defense. So it has to be through the air. So I think it's kind of a, uh, a win-win here. I don't, think it's, I don't think it's possible that he doesn't throw for 211 and the game goes over. I think it's highly likely that it's the under and he throws for around 200 yards. And I think you can hit both of those at the same time, even though they're kind of you know on opposite ends. Yeah, I, I love that. A little, a little hedge from the kid. I love that. Yeah, um, a hedge, but a but a, a reasonable hedge where you can hit both sides exactly, of the hedge. Yeah, exactly. You're not. You're probably. You could break even. You're not going to lose double, and you you probably win both because I mean, like you said, Zach Zach Wilson's thrown two ten and then two fifty, and both those games went under anyways. So Zach yeah. Wilson can very well throw more than two hundred and eleven passing yards, which that number feels a little low, and the game go under. So. I like that play. That that makes a ton of sense. I might I might join you on that on that bandwagon. Also, side note, love the Broncos this year. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater oh, looked fantastic. Teddy, our boy Ted, and killing it. That just that roster is really solid, top to bottom. Um, defense looking great, and then Teddy Teddy's just efficient. Like he doesn't doesn't turn the ball over. He's completing like seventy percent of his passes. So that's just absurd. 
Um, but look, like, look for the Broncos. Just get a, a nice, comfy lead and just kind of sit on it. I mean, they're they're not a team that's gonna score a ton of points because they're they're not a potent offense. Like, they're built on Teddy Bridgewater just completing passes and time possession and that defense just doing doing what it does. So definitely love the under. Definitely love the Broncos. Definitely love Zach Wilson's over. Love a lot of things about this game. Love a lot of things that you said. Um, so I might join you on that one. Beautiful. Beautiful. Love that one. We can agree. I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap. This is my this is my last one for Sunday. I'm not loving a ton of NFL action, but since I went for Clemson, um, my team on Saturday, I'm gonna go against my team on Sunday. Uh, Justin Fields, if you haven't heard, is getting the start this week against the Browns. They are playing in Cleveland, and I am going to take Cleveland minus seven and a half. I I I'd probably tease it down to six and a half. Don't love that number, but but I'm willing to take the Browns minus many points because I think they will will blow the Bears out this week. Um, Justin Fields, first start, first full game, hasn't had, they kind of announced it midweek, so hasn't really had a full, you know, I don't know when they told Justin Fields, but that's when they told the media at least that he'd be starting. I think they were kind of waiting to see what Andy Dalton's status was with his knee. So he hasn't really had a full week knowing, at least the world knowing that he's the starter. Um, lo- obviously love what Justin Fields is going to be, be able to bring to the table one day. Um, he kind of needs to play like Lamar Jackson and kind of just carry the team and be able to run because that offensive line is in shambles. Um, so week one, I watched I watched the Bears game. So if, if you don't know the background on the Bears offensive line story, I'll, I'll just spill it real quick. Um, we The Bears drafted somebody in the second round from Oklahoma State, Tevin Jenkins. He got hurt preseason. They call up Jason Peters, who is on a boat fishing. Jason Peters, freaking like 39, 50 years old. Um, they're like, hey, you want to come play football? Like again, like I know nobody's calling you, but we'll we'll pay you whatever. And just Jason Peters, I guess, was like, okay. Proceeds to get hurt week one because we didn't give him a full training camp to like actually get ready. Um, and then the backup that comes on for Jason Peters also got hurt. So I'm not sure the status of any of those players for this game, but I just know in general the Bears' offensive line is banged up, and Justin Fields is going to be running for his life against Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney. Uh, Browns defense hasn't looked great from a points per game perspective. Um, you know, the Texans got 21 on them. Obviously, the Chiefs got plenty of points on them, which is going to happen when you play the Chiefs. But um, Bears offensive line looks terrible. Justin Fields going to be running around first game. I think you could probably see him throwing a pick or two for sure. Maybe maybe a fumble because he's just going to be he's going to be running around trying to make something happen. Probably probably to his detriment. He's going to he's probably going to be trying to make too much happen because he has to. He feels like he has to if they want to win this game. And then the Bears secondary also very very strong weakness um for the Bears. They looked atrocious against the Rams. I know got a couple picks on Joe Burrow last week which led to a win, but but I think Baker's just been efficient this year and can kind of lean on the run game. Um and and that great offensive line can kind of neutralize Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks and kind of expose the secondary. I think Odell Beckham is supposed to come back for his first game. Um, so watch, look out for him to kind of make a little bit of noise um, against that secondary, which, again, I don't think is very good. So I'm going to take the, Bear, the Browns to cover against the Bears. Um, I think Justin Fields will be good in the long run and look for the Bears to kind of play close towards the end of the season, but not right now. They're just not in a good place. Yeah, this, this is also a tough matchup for a quarterback in his first start against a tough Browns front seven. Yeah. Um, I will say, I'm going to throw a prop out there. Um, the over for Justin Fields rush uh, sure. rushing yards. Yeah. He's going to be on the run. Uh, we're big fans of whenever you got a good D-line, uh, quarterback's going to be running a lot. 
Um, current, it's currently set. I'm just looking at DraftKings here. It's 54 and a half, but it's plus 100, so you're getting even money. Um, okay. Other books might be probably around 50, and I do like that. I think he could be on the run for 60 to 70 yards. Yeah. Um, so I, I like that play, and I'm with you. I just don't see this as a successful start here for, for our boy Jay Fields. I'm going to throw another quick bet out there before we go. Um, I like the Raiders. I like the Raiders against the Dolphins. Two is out. Um, it's minus three and a half for the Raiders. I, I just tease it down to minus two and a half just so you don't back, get backdoored, you know, screwed. Uh, but if you guys remember last year, the Raiders Dolphins game, that was the game where Fitzmagic threw that 45, 50 yard pass while getting his helmet ripped off by a Raiders D lineman. And they ended up winning that game. Crazy game. Um, the Raiders like literally blew that game. And I think they, they remember, I mean, I remember it. I'm not even on the Raiders. They have to remember it. They've got to be coming out this game. They're like, we're ready to destroy this team because they got, they got Brissett for the Dolphins. Cars looking good. The Raiders defense is looking decent enough. Um, and I, th- I think they're going to come out here and just blow them out. I genuinely do. I think this line is extremely low. The Raiders are at home. It just seems a little odd to me, and that's why I'm teasing it down to two and a half in case. I'm like, maybe maybe Vegas knows something that I don't, but I, I genuinely think this is going to be at least a one-score game. Yeah, Miami got exposed a little <laughs> bit by Josh Allen. Um, we'll see if the same can be said for Derek Carr, who's looked fantastic so far this year. Um, Henry Ruggs starting to become an, an element in the over-the-top passing game. So I think I think look for Henry Ruggs to maybe, maybe score in this one. Um, and I, I like the Raiders. I've, I've liked what I've seen from them so far. I, I, it's going to take me a couple more wins. I need, I need them to be impressive in this win, and then I, I might get on the Raiders bandwagon. Um, so but we'll see. So I, I, that's the side I would, I would lean towards, so I'm definitely with you on that one. Beautiful, beautiful. And, hey, we, we got to just say who, are, who we think win in these three games. Just quick money lines. You got Tampa Bay, L.A. Who you got? Tampa. I'm with you with Tampa. And we got Green Bay, the 49ers. Oh, that one's that one's tough for me. Um, I like what Aaron Rodgers said this week, so I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Green Bay. I'm also riding with you with Green Bay. Really? Okay, and we and we got the Monday night. We got the Eagles and the Cowboys. Who you got? I got the Eagles. I think the Eagles upset. Okay, I have the Cowboys. I, I think it's at home. I think it's a close game, but I think the Cowboys come out and win that one. Is that, is that our first disagreement of the week? So. That, that is our first. Week, last week I got the Panthers with you against against the Saints, so maybe we'll have to throw a friendly wager on that and see. Just kind of keep track of the the Seth v. Seth v. Chuck ratio um, for this. Yeah, I'm down, I'm down 0 one right now, so I gotta I gotta come back with a big one there. Yeah, keep keep an eye on the Instagram for we'll we'll track that as the season progresses. Yeah. So all right, well that's that's all we got, right? Yeah. For uh, for week, week three, really just quick roundtable. Uh, I think we I think we gave you like. 10 11 picks for saturday and sunday so definitely check those out try to make some money this weekend and uh hit us with a follow on the instagram trying to post more um get get the word out get some people listening in and get people making some money like us i mean we had a couple big hits last week so you never know what you're going to get um listen in see what you like see what you don't like and definitely hit us up with a follow on the instagram and Uh, ross yeah Also, watch out for a Hoff the Prop TikTok account. We're trying Ooh. to get in that. Okay. Uh, you know, all these all these young people just going to the talk these days. We got we got to assimilate. So that's what that's what we'll be uh, sure. try to open that up maybe next week. So keep an eye out for that. But um, 
other than that, thanks for tuning in, uh, Hopper Nation, and we will see you guys next week, hopefully with a little little bigger wallet size. <laughs> All right, Hopper Nation. Peace. Later.